Z, Hello and welcome to Maiden A to Z. My name is Eric and with me as always is my co-host Jonathan. Yeah, and not like always, it's just me. Yeah, actually this is a, we just I've just uh, mentioned this to each other as the before the mics went hard as they say. Uh, it's been a while since we just, we've done a duo episode. Yeah, exactly. And, and like I said, it will be a while until we do it again. You know, so it's kind mm-hmm. of nice to pop in. I realized there's something about our show that stands out a bit and it wasn't really planned i mean we had a little back and forth when we started this you know rather proper at least you know foundational planning even though we like to yeah. improvise both of us which is good i think because if one of us was an improviser and the other a planner uh, it would probably be very frustrating for the other definitely definitely yeah so that makes me realize kind of what our show is as we do it and one thing i noticed is that we start really quick in our episodes which i think is kind of nice mm-hmm. some some pods take like 20 minutes to get going on topic we're usually sometimes we're on within 20 seconds yeah i mean pretty much all my other pods that i've had where there's been like a very sort of clear agenda rather than just you know open open conversations uh it usually take a while before we got to uh, the you know the matter at hand and it's so funny that i i, I assume that was going to be the case you know with us as well just because that's that's usually the way i tend to work but yeah, we've been yeah. very, yeah, very Same with my old podcast as well, I guess. It was also, it could take 20 minutes sometimes, but we tried to make it quick. I think for me personally, if I listen to a podcast, I'm going to listen to the whole episode anyway. So you can do that other stuff at the end yeah. and you can just get on topic. But it's a matter of taste, you know, mm-hmm. just what is your taste? But I'm happy that we are kind of yeah. quick to get on topic, which is also the reason that we are not doing that today because it's a little bit of a different day. Yeah. So, you know, it's just you and me and we can actually take a little step back and look at what we're actually doing yeah i mean we're, we're a bit into this now uh we're uh we're approaching the halfway mark aren't we sort of how many guests do you think we've had is it like a couple of dozen 24 or something or could it be less it's probably under 20 because we have we have a seemingly sort of rotating group of uh you know reoccurring characters if you if you will um no maybe maybe we are in fact 20 because as i was thinking about it like i i can just sort of i'm like oh that guy oh yeah that guy oh that guy oh, that guy yeah, right, including like the one-offs, like Peter or Don or so on. Yeah, yeah. yeah they count. But I was going to say I like when they reoccur, because I believe, again, listener, you can get back to me if you don't agree, but I believe that it's more like, let's say you're watching uh, Simpsons or something. You want to see that one armed arms dealer more than once, because you get to, you know, you get to know that weird character. Yeah, yeah. I don't know which of our guests would be a one-armed arms dealer in Springfield, though. Well, there's, there's very, you know, very different... Uh, very, you know, very diverse, you know, sort of group of uh, people from all walks of life, yeah. and uh, who've, you know, a lot of different sort of different experiences and just different voices and different uh, everything. So every, you know, they also they, they work good on, you know, they all have their own sort of like well strengths. So like, well, you want to do the, for this song, we're doing this. We should have this guy or this girl. That you know, that it's it's a uh, we we definitely have a hell of a team behind us at this yeah. point, or you know, we, we or you know. To quote the Bible, we are legion. <laughs> I was always waiting for that in that movie with Will Smith. That was he was just going to stand up and say, "I am legend." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it when they say the title of the movie. 
Do <laughs> you have any good examples of that? Let me think. I mean, there's probably a few bad ones, but like, uh, there's tons of bad ones. In Lethal Weapon, they do say Lethal Weapon in the first one. Okay. In what context? In a sentence or you know, uh, just well, shouting you know, it? You know, because, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Falling uh, no, it's, down. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, there you go. No, it's uh, Danny Glover's telling, saying to Mel Gibson's character that, uh, you know, that he, he should, you know, they, they should reg- register him as a lethal weapon. That works fine. That's a good way go. to. They don't do it in the second one. Like, we should let register as a lethal weapon exactly. too. Exactly. <laughs> Maiden A to Z, innit? Talking about Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon 2. Uh, we're not going to listen to Iron Maiden 2 today. You're not. But we're, we're, we're listening to the song Iron Maiden. So it's like uh, Martin Popoff would say, uh, an album or song so good you had to name it thrice. It's Iron Maiden on Iron Maiden by Iron Maiden. There and you um, this is a song that I, I think is an interesting starting point. It's probably not a favorite of anyone. No, it's weird because it's one of those ones that I don't think anyone. There's probably someone out there, but I don't think anyone has it like you know on their like top ten list. It, unless it's this there because of like what should be there because it's the song. You know, it's 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 the song. But uh, somehow it feels like you know I I, I would still want it to have to be included in the set list because it's it's such a it somehow needs to be there at this point. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you recall your first um, encounter with this. For me, it was probably, I would think Live After Death was my first encounter with this song. And then uh, my first show, uh, Metal 2000, a show that we mentioned time and time again because it was just earth-shattering. That was earth-shattering, you know, <laughs> to use one of your phrases. Definitely. It was, you know. Yeah, yeah, Nothing yeah, was uh, the same ever after, for me anyway, and probably no. a lot of other people. And uh, Definitely, definitely. Um no, I don't really remember my first time specifically hearing hearing it. I think when I was made aware of it in a sort of significant way, would have also been after the Metal uh, Metal Two Thousand, right? Um, and, uh, and there's so many songs that I sort of because obviously the first first time I heard it at all would have been on the '99 tour, but I don't remember. Um, I don't remember. Didn't, didn't there's so much other stuff going on? It was such like an overwhelming experience. I had not heard most of the stuff at that point. Uh, and it was just like there was so much, and this is this is this was I was this is early days of concert yeah. going for me. So everything was huge and larger than life, and I didn't I didn't you know it's just too much to take in. So I, I don't think I even registered it being being on there. They put together a really cool set list for Ed Hunter tour. Yeah, and uh, we haven't done any uh, live show or tour or live album specific episodes yet, but uh, there's one in the plans. And I think we should do one for Ed Hunter, actually. Mm-hmm. Listen to some of that stuff, because it's stuff that they probably will never play again. And it's also fresh into the reunion. Yeah, yeah. Of course, they played Iron Maiden then, and they played when we saw them. And every time we've seen them, they played it. They probably always will. Is that a good thing? For me, yeah. Like many have had examples, like I'd rather hear Back in the Village or Invaders than Iron Maiden. I agree. Mm-hmm. I'd also rather hear that. But... It's kind of obligatory, some way. Yeah, I think I think I think it's one of the only ones on the setlist that is exactly point. because they have skipped the trooper. They skipped it on the Seventh Sun tour. 
They skipped it on uh, Matter of Life and Death. Too. Yeah, and they have skipped Beast, not many times, but they have, I think. There's, there's no, there's, they don't, they don't, you don't know what you're gonna get. There's only two, there's only one song you know you're gonna get, and that's that one. Yeah, one thing I, uh, the other compulsory for me would be Hallowed. Um, but I've said before that I kind of enjoyed when they couldn't do it because of legal reasons. I kind of enjoyed how mm. they had to make a kick-ass end anyway, right? Without that. Mm. So that's the thing with a band like Maiden. They have so much to draw from. So it's almost cool when they can't do, you know, the normal one. Yeah. And they have to pull out Blood Brothers and Wasted Years or something similar to that, you know. I mean, so, so some people would say, oh, they got to do, they have to do Fear of the Dark. But no, they don't. They didn't do that 2005. They've done it a lot, though. They have, sure. I know, yeah, I know, but that's probably the 2005 probably the last time they have it. Right. Done, but. Uh, is that a better song than the song of today, Our Maiden? Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. It's much stronger. But what can you say musically about the, the Iron Maiden? Uh, one thing that stands out to me uh, is that it actually starts with a harmony guitar, which yeah. makes it feel like it's Iron Maiden. <laughs> Yeah, what's your initial comments on the music? It has a very kind of punky energy to it, which is definitely. Uh, I know we, 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 you know, I know Mr. Harris is not fond of that. I think he might have to, as we say in Swedish, gets, which just means like, you know, fucking go with it, man. <laughs> Henrik told me because I was talking about mixing ethics and how to mix and whether or not to use a lot of. Uh, plugins or sound replacements and stuff and i told him uh, i'm not uh, too into that uh, i'd like to do something different and then he said well that's actually pretty much how the mainstream is moving isn't it it's moving towards a more organic approach and then i admitted like i'm mm. probably part of that wave you know just as i admitted i bought tenfold more vinyl when it came back in style so um, uh, mm. you know long story short you're part of your environment and so was steve indeed and that included punk uh, what's your opinion on punk eric I lo- I do. I'm a big punk guy. I do like a lot of that stuff. So, what would be your uh, favorites then in punk? I mean, oh, I mean, I'm, this is. I mean, any like real like hardcore kind of punk fan is gonna you know get annoyed at me, but um, I really liked uh, uh, Misfits. You know, when they sort of uh, way back when. Uh, My favorite punk band, I think. Yeah. Also, I'm also like, uh, I mean, one of my all-time favorite bands really started out as a sort of a punk band. The Replacements, they kind of morphed into something else later, mm-hmm. further down the line, which I like too. I think I played them on the show. Yeah, I think you have, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then maybe, I mean, like, if you also, you got to realize that I was, I grew up, so I, when I when I was, um, when I was sort of, during my sort of musical awakening, you know, skate punk was a huge thing in Sweden. Yeah. There's so much great skate punk uh-huh. in Sweden. So I'd like, yeah, like Mill and Collins, Satanic Surface, No Fun at All, are just a few of them. Um, 
because there's a there's a there, there was there was a Swedish uh, record label called Burning Heart Records. Oh yeah. and they kind of had like every kind of like all this all this pretty much they were had a monopoly on Swedish skate punk and like hardcore and, and hardcore. Stuff. Yeah, there's tons of good stuff there. Um, so that was that, and so I always had that. So when I was kind of like listening to Maiden and getting the Metallica and all that kind of stuff, when I was sort of getting into that sort of stuff, I still also on the side had all these sort of, you know, skate punk kind of stuff. And 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 as you know, someone who you know when when I was that age, I didn't really know much better. So I sort of thought these things is very separate, had nothing to each other. You know, they, they could not, there could be no, you know, there were just, just different worlds. If you will, yeah. and now you get older, you realize. Well, there was there's stuff going. If you listen to skate punk, there's a lot of metal stuff there too. There's like oh, for sure, lots of maiden worship. Yeah. You know, I think Ben mentioned Sum Forty One, amazing musicians. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, really you can good, totally hear those. Really good musicians yeah. in that band. Of course, they were kind of annoying yeah. to me when I was a kid, but I think I was just being um, a gatekeeper for myself in a way. Yeah. You know, I could have enjoyed it. I did listen to Offspring. And, you know, I did the snowboard because I felt you have to do something board-like because that's what the kids do. So I was, again, part of my environment when it comes to punk. But uh, I guess over the latter years, uh, Misfits, Ramones, the stuff I like. Ramones, good stuff, yeah. Um, Especially when they get a little emo, a little gothic, I like it, you know, like uh, for uh, Pet Cemetery, I think is a great song. So if you're a fan of Order, you're probably thinking, hey, this isn't Pet Cemetery," Because it's not. The clip is from Poison Heart. I never let you laugh or smile like you. Well, I just want to walk right out of this world. Because everybody has a poison heart. I would say uh, for anyone who wants to sort of um, uh, get into the, some of this kind of stuff, just, just the stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I don't necessarily. I, I obviously mean. Okay, I'm not talking about the Ramones. Everyone fucking knows who they are. Um, there's no one out there like, how do you spell this? Ramones. Hey, you say. Ho, let's go. <laughs> yeah, the whole band is self-explanatory. That's their thing. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me just pull it up here. There's uh, there's um from sort of crash course and like. Uh, Amazing Swedish skate punk. I'd I'd say uh, Millencolin, of course. T- Mill Millencolin, but you could check out uh, Satanic Surfers album "Going Nowhere Fast" or Six 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 Motor In. Uh, you also have let's see, uh, No Fun at All. Uh, any of their records are great. They uh, oh, just just look up Burning Heart Records and you can find a ton of fun stuff uh, from that era. That uh, I'd say No Fun at All. There's a movie. There's an album called Out of Bounds. That's pretty good. Um, Bombshell Rocks was also one of them. One of theirs, they're really good. Uh, and you know, there's there's a band that's it's really annoyed me that because there's a ba- the band I like the least in their sort of uh, uh, roster was uh, the Hives, and they're the ones that got big. Yeah, I was going to mention them. I like the Hives actually, but uh, I don't love. Oh, yeah, it. I, I, I don't love. Yeah, it, you know. there's there's ones I like more. But sorry. I like uh, Walk Idiot Walk, for example. I think it's a pretty killer song. That's a good one. Yeah.
punk for me was always like yeah double-edged i guess i would say getting back on the song that uh, the entire first our maiden record has that uh, cool odd mix of punk and classical music that i mentioned before and i think that's just such a weird mix to have and even in this song you know uh let's play the intro lead here It's still a little bit too complicated for a punk song, you know. A punk melody yeah, would maybe yeah. be like something like something like that, you know. That's that's cool. That's very cool, though. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like punk? That was yeah. Ebba Grön inspired. What I did there. Yeah. But that maiden thing, uh, I've said before that it's almost like an ice cream truck, you know. Na na iron maiden da da da. Na na iron maiden. So it's so on the nose that it's almost cool yeah. in a way. I don't know. This song is like it's hard to hate for me. It's really hard to hate. There's there's some there's some cool stuff like musically like the, the I mean basically you got you've got you've got like three riffs basically right. Yeah, you got that intro thing, and of course that harmony is should be mentioned. It's interested cool. in a way that it's not uh, a static harmony. It's a per yeah. it's a temperate. What's the word? It moves differently anyway, the two different shapes. It's like it two. It's more, you could say it's like a counter melody or a counter counterpart. So the one that Adrian or Stratton comes in with after Dave's. Which Christian plays, so I don't know how to play it, but the other one is a completely different melody. And they sort of mm. lock in pretty cool together. And I'm curious as to how Steve figured this out. If he recorded something onto a tape and then added another voice on top of it, or, you know, mm. it'd be really fun to be a fly on the wall when Steve was writing his theme song, his ice cream truck song. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Goes in A minor, not E minor this time. Mm. So you got the verse going then, and then it's really punky, you know. With that little Van Halen phrase at the end, I think that must be yeah, Stratton. Yeah. The, because that's almost too, yeah that seems like it's too good dave was actually a pretty basic guitarist when they started you know on mm. soundhouse tapes and stuff he was a pretty basic guitarist but uh, yeah. stratton was more versed and you know i like the verse it goes in between the power chords of a and g super simple mm -hmm. like uh fun i guess yeah i mean it's 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 like this it's a pretty pretty basic but effective stuff and then chorus you know very basic yeah. power chords yeah, on, that's, on that's, C, that, C G D A. Yeah, that's, that's literally there's like there's like ten Green Day songs that go like that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, what else could be mentioned there? Uh, this this little thing in the in the middle. I like that very much. Yeah, and then that um, then the boom, 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 kind of samba bass fill, you know, <laughs> kind of bossa nova.
you'd have the that's in the live show where you'd have the and you know scream for me insert name of city here yeah and then that could be mentioned too the, that this song has so much start stop the original version yeah. i think it's 330 something like that yeah it's a lot longer live uh, a lot longer live and uh, i mean traditionally i would be a sort of against start stop because i feel that it's a bit like a weak in terms of composition maybe you agree with me that when you write a song you're not basically going for okay let's let a chord ring out here and then we can get into a new part you'd rather want to have a seamless transition right i mean i've heard some of your songs and none of them had that start stop shit going on no no but again if if you're doing it live it's sort of fun that's what i was gonna say like this song actually benefits from that weakness in composition it benefits from it live because they get, he yeah. gets all those breaks for you know like uh, my virgin's crispy or uh, yeah, <laughs> scream yeah, for me. I look, I look City. The, the the latest the latest uh, live version that's released is from Knights of the Knights of the Dead and uh, it's it's five minutes thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, two extra minutes. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, I like playing the song. You did it very well uh, last uh, last we saw you. we agreed to do 10 songs because we had three rehearsals but i said let's add our maiden it's nothing uh, you know it's like half a song and they yeah. agreed and then i snuck in evil let me do which i'm very happy i did so we ended up playing 12 songs but uh yeah, yeah again it was sort of a no-brainer i guess to include it it's a fun song to play and you can get a little we didn't drag it out as much as maiden but you get a little chance there, like that that little thing I played, down, 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 mm. can be played very slowly to add dramatic effect. If you listen yeah. to the original version, you get a bit shocked that it's played so quickly then. It's almost like they just want to get it over with. They do draw it out live. I guess I would say, in short, musically, a pretty cool song, uh, kind of unique. Yeah. Stands out in some ways, you know. It's weird, but it's also straightforward. Very straightforward. And that's, that's, um, when we can, I'm looking at the lyrics here.
Oh yeah. So these lyrics are not again. These are not particularly uh, uh, deep waters. Here. Like you used to say, not um, a deep well. No, it's not. Once you come into my room, I want to show you all my wares. I just want to see your blood. I just want to stand and stare. See the blood begin to flow as it falls upon the floor. Iron Maiden can't be fought. Iron Maiden can't be sought. That's basically three times over. The verse. Yeah, that's what you get there. Same verse every time. And again, we, we normally speaking don't read through the whole lyrics of things. We can just do it here because it's, there's only one more thing. The chorus. Um, oh well. Yeah. Oh well. Wherever, wherever you are. Iron Maiden's going to get you, no matter how far. Now this is weird. See the blood flowing, watch it, uh, watching it shed up above my head. Iron Maiden wants you for dead. Now, so the blood is above his head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is, right. <laughs> That's a lot of blood. What's, go- what's going on here? <laughs> so you remember Dexter, right? This TV series Dexter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Born in Blood and all that. Like, even his horrific uh, experience when his uh, birth happen. mother was Didn't. killed, there was no blood above his head and he was a toddler. No. So this guy, he's in a lot of blood. We were talking like positively five, six thousands of liters of blood to make this yeah. happen. <laughs> you know, now to actually go above his head. Occurred, some, some, yeah, that's, that, that's, a lot, that's a lot of blood. Something's going, something's weird here. Uh, also, so I'm wondering here, it says that Iron Maiden can't be fought, Iron Maiden can't be sought. So basically, you, you cannot fight this, and you cannot look for it. Is, is it the reason you cannot fight it, because you're not allowed to look for it, and if you, since you can't look for it, you can't find it, and therefore not going to fight it? I thought about this too, Eric. Is that what's going on? I thought about this too. Uh, I'm into a little bit of that old school hip-hop, and we have uh, Tupac, can't see me. And that means, in hip-hop terms, you can't even analyze how good I am. That's how hard it is for you to get there. Yeah. And I see it as a similar message. Iron Maiden can't be sought. Yeah. You can't even seek your way to become this band or better. It's impossible for you. You can't seek this. You can't f- see this. And you can't fight it. Yeah. It's like almost like one of those hip-hop diss songs, you know. Or not diss songs, but like a song that says, I'm the best. Yeah, that makes more sense than, than my nitpicking of the literal words. Yeah, that's fun too. <laughs> that's fun too. Yeah. That's why we're here. Uh, yeah. I also thought about this uh, little... Um, I guess you can call it a monologue or a pitch. Won't you come into my room? I want to show you all my wares. I try and like visualize what this is. And what I ended up with, and this is Steve Harris as a vigilante or renegade tour guide. So he's in East London. He's providing tours. He's not paying taxes either, you know. Mm. And uh, the tour involves going into Steve's room where there is a medieval torture device. Which also, by the way, probably never existed. It's more of a fiction thing, I've heard. Oh. And um, of course, uh, we should mention how this works. It's like a closet, you could say. Or a sarcophagus of sorts that you walk into. And it has a shape of um, um, uh, this design of a maiden, I guess. you know. But imagine you're walking into this coffin, and then when you close it, unfortunately, the lid is filled with spikes. Thick-ass <laughs> spikes that are going to completely impale every single part of your body and the blood is going to go above his head. Mm. Uh, so this tour guide is a, a maniac then. He's just like an absolute psycho. He wants you on his tour and uh, he's not paying taxes, but he's also like not paying much tribute to your further yeah, existence. No. You're going to die doing this. It's a really strange story, isn't it? 
No, yeah. Also, I'm just, I'm just I'm, I I I like this interpretation. Now I have to ask, where are you, where are you getting the taxes from? <laughs> uh, no, no. I think that's just you know that was just an example of how dodgy a tour guide he was. Ah, uh, I see, I see, I see. He's just standing in a street corner, you know, offering offering tours like uh, have the Jack yeah. the Ripper tour. I did that in East London. I went on the Jack the Ripper tour. It was actually good. Oh, you survived. Obviously. It was good. Yeah, I survived. There was no coming into his room or watching all his wares, and it was no him seeing all my blood. Above his head. That's good. <laughs> that would not have been a fun situation. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I, actually, I think I, I kind of like this verse. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. Well, it sort of it works. It feels it's, you know. You know what I think of? I think of um, Peter Jackson's horror stuff, like Brain Dead and mm-hmm. such things. You know, like fun horror in a way. Like I'm not mortified by reading this. No, no, it's 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 fun. It's it is fun. But my question is, and this might change a little bit. Um, since there's there's many a maiden song that especially early ones that detail, you know, like oh I was I was accused of killing a woman but I allegedly did not do it might not be applaudable. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, is is, is this maybe because you said Jack the Ripper? What if this is about Jack the Ripper again? The the torture device in topic he didn't do didn't that. exist. No, that makes it didn't exist. Yeah, no, so that's, that's already right. like uh, you wouldn't have to fact check that. So. Um, could but be. also if he if it did he didn't carry around an Iron Maiden. No, he did not, and. No, so this fall about critically. It's a good topic for um, for metal, Jack the Ripper. You have Jack on iced earth, the iced and the flat earth, <laughs> and then on horror show. Yeah, I and I think. And then uh, you did like I think uh, didn't uh, Priest do one too? Uh, the Ripper, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I guess I come back to my most logical uh, interpretation of the lyrics that it, mm. it is sort of like one of those rap songs when you're just saying like, "Hey, where the shit." Or, you know, as a rapper, probably I'm yeah. the shit, but here is where the shit and you can't even try. Uh, we're out to get you. Yeah. And each and every one of you live, Bruce will be doing the and you, and you, yeah. and you, and you. Yeah, and this is when Steve, Steve has his bass, he's like pointing out to the crowd and stuff, and like Yannick's throwing guitars in the air. And- Everyone yeah, is having a lovely time, a delightful time, as we pushing forty people say. Yeah, I'm hope I'm I'm looking forward to having a delightful time again this summer. Yeah, with, right, uh, exactly. Are they going to play this song? Yeah, they are. I think they're going to play this song. Yeah. So uh, I like the lyrics. I think I also have to mention Sara in our tribute band in Infinite Maiden. She was laughing at rehearsals because she said like the lyrics all about blood and stuff, and then oh well, <laughs> comes in. Oh well, I mean whatever, you know, casual. It's not a thing. And extremely British, too. Yeah. Offspring wouldn't uh, have a lyric going, oh, well, in the chorus. Probably not, no. Probably not. Is it better than Invasion? Yes, it's better than Invasion. Is it better than um, Ratchild? No. No. It's not. It seems like Ratchild seems like a song that should also include, in my mind, seems like a typical kind of situation where he'd also include alleged 
you know, uh, not not great behavior towards women. <laughs> I think so, but I think Ratchild is more like his in his uh, teens, and he's he's without yeah. a father. He's rage yeah. full of rage and just out up for no good, I guess. And also falsely accu- falsely accused of doing yeah. something. This is a song about someone accused of doing something. <laughs> This is a song that details alleged untowards behavior directed at women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. When you hear the original, for me, sometimes I haven't heard the original in a while, and I notice it's quite different, actually, to to how they play it today and how it sounds today. I think I prefer it as it is today. Yeah, maybe so. Um, maybe in a way, because actually I prefer Clive on it, I prefer Paul on it, but I'm not sure the original mm-hmm. version is that good anyway. You know, It's uh, just an arrangement thing. Uh, Clive stays on a quick hi-hat in the verse, Instead mm-hmm. of staying on the on-beat snare. Whereas Nico is just okay. staying caveman-like on that on-beat snare. I do prefer the Clive uh-huh. version. And uh, uh, previously mentioned guitar god Christian Niemann was really impressed by Emil's work on those hi-hats because they are fucking quick. It's much harder to play mm. the Clive version because it involves super fast hi-hats cool. instead of that steady cool. going on-beat. I'm, I'm going to compare the two after we finish like a sort of slightly better so I can hear it Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Talk about Clive and his hats. Clive's hat shop. Yeah. <laughs> Selling yeah. chapeaus. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Greg called that like, uh, what did he say? It was like a, a perfect documentation of a mental meltdown. You know, you could follow his brain trying to function when he was looking for chapeaus. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I would say Clive is a huge uh, uh, benefit to the song. Uh, Nico does it well, but he's kind of lacing through it a little bit, just staying on that on beat. Uh, you know, he's probably mm. seeing it as the whimsical it is. I guess you know he's yeah, he's not yeah. uh, disrespecting it any more than than normal. I would say you know it's it's, it's just that track. I guess that you, you you're just gonna do it. And uh, Nico said himself in an interview, "Oh, people complain about us doing our maiden. It's the title of the fucking band, isn't it? <laughs> We're gonna do yeah. it." Uh, yeah, prefer the Clive version. I would say actually though, as a final thing on that live versus studio, that I think Bruce does it as good as Paul in this case, which I don't often think. Uh, yeah, I think I, th- I think he, uh, especially in later years, does it very well, good. Like I think that uh, there's some songs that just don't sound right with him on him, but he sort of gr- the song sort of either he's grown into the song or the song has grown into him. Something's happened because he sounds better doing it now than he did 
like on the early days. And he has rehearsed it quite a bit. How many times has Bruce performed this one on stage? Like a quick, a quick many, estimate. Many, what many, would you many, say? Five hundred more? Oh, it's got to be more. Yeah, got to be probably more, a right? thousand even. Uh, in the thousands, I'd say. Yeah, and it kind of fits. It fits his voice somehow. Because just just look like uh, how many dates were on the World Slavery Tour? It was like over two hundred, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing something like Master Puppets by Metallica was getting up to two thousand live shows. So yeah, so this is they probably got somewhere the same. Uh, yeah, and uh, speaking of that. You know, title tracks for a band. Do you have any favorites? Uh, which bands have done it? Uh, I'm gonna bring mine out immediately. It's Black Sabbath, and their title track or band title track, as I guess as it is, is uh, one of their best songs. It's a killer Definitely. fucking song. Metallica doesn't have one. They have Whiplash when they say because we're Metallica. So I guess that's as close yeah. as you get. Do you have any other examples of this? I wish I did. I uh, I can't think of any top. Of my There's head. no song called Scorpions. There's no. no song called Slayer, but there is a Metal no. Storm slash Face the Slayer. All right, yeah. What else? What, which other band? Machine Head would probably not have a Machine Head song. No, but dur- during their sort of brief um, new metal phase, there's a song where they're called Desire to Fire, where they do point out they're called Machine Head and they're drinking a lot of beers. Okay, yeah. So sort of just like <laughs> rallying after uh, the troops, I guess, as it were. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, again, this is not a band I enjoy, but I, I, I love Machine Head. I was going to say, that was very clear. This next band is not a band I enjoy. I gotta assume there's a Limp Biscuit song where he mentions it. But probably not entitled Limp Biscuit, right? That's kind of eighties thing to do, I guess. I know Kid Rock points out that he's Kid Rock in every Quite song, often. so he's going platinum. So <laughs> going platinum. What was that last one? The last Kid Rock that was fucking funny. Don't oh, tell me how to live. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you know, with uh, Weird Al coming out, you know, it's not my parody; it's the song. <laughs> yeah, it's that's good. Song. Yeah. Oh my god, Kid Rock, Kid Rock A to Z. Yeah, there's a. There, there, there's a, oh, yeah. Actually, <laughs> How long do, we, do you think we could keep that up? Kid Rock A to Z and just... I mean, it'd be, it'd be, fun, it'd be the world's in character. most elaborate joke. We can't, I mean, there's no there's way no I could way. do it for more than like... Well, what if Iron Maiden would do that in Iron Maiden? I just want to see your blood as I sell platinum seven times. Yeah, probably more. They've, doing, they've probably done it more than that. So. Right, right. I, remember, I just heard that Judas Priest didn't sell that much. I was surprised. Like the most selling album was two million. I think our maiden are far above. Yeah, they shouldn't that. put. They, should, they shouldn't. Put, they shouldn't put that in the song. <laughs> the Judas Priest. They don't have a song called that, right? No, I mean Judas Rising maybe is the closest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a cool one. Oh. And yeah, this was the Iron Maiden. This was the title track. Yeah. And uh, it's. I mean, there's. It ain't that much to say about it. <laughs> it no, just no, isn't. That's why. That's why. That's why. Yeah, yeah so. we're there. We got, We went through the musical parts. I think it has something interesting, and I think uh, yeah, there's there's some fun stuff, but it's it's not something that has. It's not earth shattering. It's not right. No, I mean, like I, I'm not gonna, you know, it's it's not among my most played songs, and will probably never will be. Yeah, so. I would say, I guess to to conclude my view on it, that I find 
the cool thing about it is that it's written by such a novice, apparently, you know, starts and stops. Mm. A, a weird mix of uh, that classical type melody and uh, the punkiness. And it's just like, it's kind of, uh, it's be- it benefits, I think, from its limitations during its making. Uh, I think if they had tried to do an Iron Maiden song today, it would have been really hard. Like, what would they do? Would it be an epic? You know, yeah, would they? Yeah. They couldn't even, right? They couldn't do a title track to the band in later years. It, just, it would be impossible. No, I, don't think, I think that'd be weird. You need be to weird. be like a teenager and a non-taxpaying tour guide in East London with a habit of yeah. killing people in your room and then just having the blood gush up above your head, which again is yeah. like thousands of liters of blood. A lot of blood. Yeah, that's a lot, that's a lot of blood. And we've been on only two songs on this album, you know? This is the second song. Yeah, there's two. There's two songs, but also we're almost. We have like we only have like three songs left on like fucking uh, on Fear of the Dark. Yeah, and we've done half of Saint Jude's already. You know, when we come into Lost in the Lost yeah. World, we've done half oh of God. that. You know, and we've done all the long songs on that yeah, parchment aside. When we do yeah, Lost in the Lost World, cool. so you know that's how the alphabet works again. Yeah, if anyone didn't know, but um, no. yeah, two songs on this album, and we've done the absolute worst songs. That's for sure. Charlotte the Harlot and yeah. Iron Maiden. I uh, love this album, but uh, if it was 10 songs like these songs, I guess it would be a very obscure, not as good debut in a way, you know. But I love Indeed, the debut. Yeah. I think it's a great album, but it's not because of this song and it's not because of Charlotte. So obviously, no, no point in burying. I mean, they, they know at this point this, this is not going on the list. No. Maiden A to Z, innit? Rotation. So I've been today. I've been sort of uh, listening to. There's a, a uh, it sort of went down a sort of rabbit hole as where I started. There's a band called the Twilight Sad, which is a, a sort of an indie rock or indie sort of like kind of thing from from Scotland, and that led me down more sort of Scottish indie a band called Rest, and that is spelled W R E S T. Uh, they have a new album uh, that came. Let me see what, just so I get it right what it's called because I want to. I want to. Let me just check it here. This was on Spotify. I don't. I don't actually, unfortunately, have it. I might buy it because it's pretty good. Uh, End of all days, it's called. Very good stuff. This is all a disaster. It's the end of the world. This is not what I asked for. To kill or be killed. I wish the ground that would open up. Swallow me whole, swallow me whole, swallow me whole. Uh, for me, uh, we're gonna get uh, completely heavy, I guess. Uh, nails. An album from 2016, uh, You Will Never Be One of Us, I think is the title. Uh, yeah, that's it. And I was sleeping on this. I found it by um, Joe McLean from um, Lap of the Pods. Sent it to me. Mm. Uh, incredible record. Just, I think you'd love it too. It uh, right. has a lot of uh, punk, grindcore energy and simplicity in it. And still sort of death metal. And apparently... I mean, not apparently, uh, but to my ears, anyway, there's been a lot of work put into it, which I like, you know. You have that thing, there's some noisy, chaotic music, 
that seems like they just wanted to wreak havoc. And there's other noise music that it seems like they put a lot of effort in within that. Superb energy, uh, great overall performance, uh, good songs. Uh, reminds me a bit of my old favorites in Nasum, uh, Swedish grindcore band. Also from Örebro, actually, just like Mill and Colin. Good band. Yeah. Other than that, a bit of like a late 80s, early 90s trip, because I was on, ever since we started the podcast, I had this focus on 77 till 83. Just listening a lot to that. But now it's been 85 till 90, which is a more challenging era. A lot more crap coming out, uh, which makes it <laughs> makes an interesting treasure hunt, you know, to find the the good stuff. Yeah. And uh, even I was even listening to Asia the other day from uh, I think '85 uh, song called. Ah, uh, oh, it's pretty good. I want to splice it in, so I want to get the title right. Someone told me that uh, the only things you find in like uh, in the dumps, like throwaway vinyls, they're always Asia here in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> which i guess could be the case uh, but let's see i mean maybe i mean I, I, yeah uh, continue i'll look for the song now there's a i mean i'm not very familiar with uh, with asia i mean uh the, the the band more so than the continent i'm not really overly familiar with the continent either <laughs> but uh i i um uh, also when people probably mean uh, that that you can find Asia in like the sort of bargain bins and thrift stores. They obviously mean the band, not the continent. In case that was even not in clear. dumpsters, <laughs> apparently, or you know, Grovsuprum. Dumpsters, Grovsuprum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but also again, that is not the continent. I'm more familiar with the continent than the band. Well, okay, this album yeah. that I was uh, leaning into is called Astra, and pretty much every other song is mm-hmm. crap, and every other song is good. So mm-hmm. it's a hard album to get familiar with. But the song I like is called Countdown to Zero. I'll splice in a bit of that to sort of contrast nails, I guess. There we go, Eric. A very diverse rotation this week. Yeah, indeed. Um, next week we got, um, yeah, again, uh, George, Metal Gods, coming in. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of really interesting latter era songs, which I'm sort of looking forward to. It's been a while since we did late songs. 
house. This will be fun. We're, we're in for a... It's going to be a fun uh, spring coming up with a bunch of fun, fun stuff. And the summer is going to be too. We have, we have pretty much it's going to be just fun here on out. <laughs> how, how do you rank spring? Uh, I know it's not your favorite season. No, I, I like spring. Um, uh, adult me is getting I, I, into spring. Like as an adult, I yeah. quite like it actually. Like already now in Mars, which I used to consider sort of late winter, I guess. It's still snow outside, by the way. But uh, yeah. I like the bright lights. This part it gets a little yeah. overblown for me in May, June. It's a bit too bright, <laughs> just for my taste. Yeah, that can get a little bit much. But then you get the, when it comes very sort of you know summer really kicks in. You can, I can kind of get into that too. But uh, I guess the only thing I don't like is like when the, sort of the, the bleak period after Christmas until like until now of, basically. Like, well, all right. Well, uh, I guess until until next until time. Until next week. As we always say, up the irons. And it's called from the north.